It's Honorado and Company, Chris Honorado, Ashley Miller, in a new year, 2023. And I'll tell you, it feels, Ash, like a new year. And I generally, you're like, eh, same day, maybe a different month. But it feels like a new year. It feels like a big year. Why is that? I don't know. It, no. just, has, it just has a feel to me. that okay. it, New Year's Eve snuck up on us. We were out oh, of yeah. town at it one didn't of the feel like New Year's Eve at all games ever played. And I, I thought that too. This doesn't feel like New Year's Eve. No. Now that we're in it, I feel like this is a new year. It feels like it's it's a feels like it's a new year and a beginning, a new beginning. Okay, good. I'm so, glad you feel that way. So let's start with what is going to happen in Week 18, which is a wild uh, string of playoff scenarios in the NFL. And a lot of this, of course, hinges on what the NFL decides to do with the Bengals and Bills game. And we will get into what mm -hmm. we saw Monday night with DeMar Hamlin, of course. Again, we are doing this show live on a Thursday morning. So as you watch on TV over the weekend, Hamlin's status may have changed from how we discuss it here live on the show on a Thursday morning. We'll go through the playoff scenarios in both the AFC and the NFC. The Giants are locked in. We'll talk about who they would rather face as the sixth seed in the NFC. The College Football National Championship is here. It should be a very good, it should be a high scoring game. I don't know yeah. how close it'll be. It'll be a high scoring game. We'll get into that as well. We have Heine Thompson from the Firewolves joining us as they return home for a game Saturday night um, against Halifax. We'll get into some college basketball. We'll get into some U.S. men's national soccer stuff that is just wild. Drama. It would have never thought of it. It's like they made it up. Um, and of course, um, we will. Uh, We'll talk about a big signing in Major League Baseball as well. Let's get it going. Honorado and Company. This is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpen House. Our thanks to Alpenhouse each and every week, the presenting sponsor here of Honorado and Company, Andy Heck and Katie Osborne, and the great team that they have at Alpenhouse in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. Uh, love having them aboard each and every single week. Okay, Ash, before we get too deep into this, and, and we're going to spend the bulk of the, of the show here, at least early on, in what we think is going to happen in Week 18 uh -huh. and the numerous playoff scenarios. But, of course, we are not going to ignore uh, what happened Monday night, even though we are a few days removed from that, and DeMar Hamlin. He's still in critical condition. University of Cincinnati Medical Center, uh, after suffering cardiac arrest Monday, while he made a tackle against Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. I said it in the moment. I've never seen anything like this. Mm -hmm. People who have covered the NFL for a very long time, who played the, in the NFL for a very long time, said they've never seen anything like it either. I've been unfortunate. I'm not the person that suffered the injury, but to be watching live when players were paralyzed. Um, Eric LeGrand is the last guy who comes mm -hmm. to mind for me at Rutgers, but Dennis Bird of, of the Jets certainly as well, and there are others. Um, this was unlike anything else I'd ever seen on a football field, Ash. I mean, incredibly scary, and I just I said it this morning in a commercial break during the morning show as we continue to update Hamlin's status throughout the week. I hope doctors find some sort of pre-existing condition with this young man that can maybe be treated differently here. If it was just a one-off, that the impact 
of T. Higgins into Hamlin's chest as he's made the tackle was the was the reason for that. And it's possible that that is the reason. I think they would tell that, you that's That scares everybody in the NFL. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I think they would tell you it's probable that that's the reason. Um, I mean, I, his his family doesn't know of a pre-existing condition, I don't believe, but I, that doesn't mean there isn't one. But you've heard all the stories about kids getting hit with baseballs or people getting hit with lacrosse balls in the chest. It doesn't seem to me that it would be any different. So I, I think it's probably probable that that was the cause of it. And I'm not sure... Maybe you don't want a pre-existing condition, though, because there are things you can do to prevent that now. Like there are lacrosse teams that mandate chest protectors underneath their pads. There, there are things that can be done to prevent kind of impacts like that. Maybe the padding gets adjusted in the NFL. There are things that can be done as opposed to like a pre-existing heart condition that could kill this kid on a whim. And you're saying maybe just the hit set it off, I guess, right? All right. I have lost your audio here. So that oh, is good. an issue. Uh, yeah. What I'll do here is take a quick commercial break. I'm going to try to fix what we're dealing with here. Um, and when we come back on Honorado and Company, we'll continue the conversation here about Tamar Hamlin. And we'll get into those playoff scenarios week 18 of the NFL. Back right after this on Owen Co. Teams. Athletes. organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. The temperatures are dropping, which means the holidays are right around the corner. Tis the ski zone at Elfenhouse Ski Shop, where you'll receive up to 50% off top ski and snowboard brands like K2, Vocal, Nordica, and Liptech. And check out our selection of footwear from Muck and Ugg, as well as casual and hiking apparel from Patagonia and the North Face. We also have the latest in winter fashion from Fly Low, Marma, Obermeyer, and Helen Hansen. And an Elfenhouse gift card is the perfect gift for the adventure on your list. Elfenhouse in Amsterdam and Clifton Park. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, back on Owen Co. Ash, can I hear you? Can you hear me now? No, I cannot oh, hear you. This God. is a major, major issue. Problem. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to do roll call. And of because course, I think there's everyone no else good explanation me. for hey, it. Hey, guys, can you hear me? Let's do some roll call. What's up, Jay? Good morning, Jay. Jay, can you hear me? Let us know if you can hear me, because apparently we're having some problems. Happy New Year to Keith. Oh, Jay can hear me. Jay can hear me. Good morning, Carol. Uh, Carol asks why our tree is still up. Um, Carol, we love Christmas. We were gone in Arizona for five-ish days. Uh, we... I, I, it's hard to admit this, but we've left our tree up until like February sometimes. So this tree is staying up at least for another couple of weeks because we really enjoy it. Uh, good morning, Tracy. Tracy, happy new year to you. We had a fantastic new year. We'll talk about it a little bit, but Chris and I went to Arizona and we got to see the Michigan TCU game. Uh, it was our cousin's birthday. She's a TCU grad. So we went out to Arizona to see that game and... Wow. Wow is all we can say. 
wow is all we can say. That was it was unbelievable stuff. Um, and we're super excited about the national championship game, which should also be good and high scoring. Hopefully, Chris comes back and and uh, can hear me soon. Jay, yep, Jay can hear me. Janice can hear me. All right, perfect. I love it. Uh, we'll get back to the Demar Hamlin news a little bit um, and just kind of the. Uh, can you hear me? I'm I'm glad Janice can hear you. I still cannot hear you. Oh, good. All right. This so is so. Hang on one second, Ash. Okay, I'll take Ashley out of the feed here for a moment. We'll bring her back in. I'm glad Janice can hear you, and Jason can hear you, and Carol can. You know what? This is this is like just kind of perfection, isn't it? Right? Like everybody else can hear Ashley. I can't, and and there's absolutely no explanation why. My guess is even now that can I brought her now? back, I can now hear you. We, we, we use a we funky program, guys, sometimes. It's a little bit of a technical issue. Thank you for hanging with us here. Ashley ran through some comments. It's I mean, great. I just did some roll call. Great to have everybody with us here. Yeah, thank you for, for chiming in and, and for hanging out with us here on Honorado and Company. Okay. Now. I explained to Carol why our tree is still up because we love Christmas. Because we and enjoy it. Because oh, we yeah. Enjoy. And we weren't home for, you know, immediately following Christmas. So we're going to yeah. enjoy it for another few weeks. I did also admit that it's been up till February. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It, it might make it to the Super Bowl again. We'll see. Um, so the yeah, situation the... here in Cincinnati, again, still critical condition. We heard from his uncle through Syracuse.com yeah. Bills reporter Matt Perino uh, that on Monday night, Hamlin was using a, a ventilator at 100 percent, was not breathing on his own at all. Then we heard middle of the week that it was down to 50%. Yep. There have been encouraging signs and there continue to be encouraging signs for this 24 year old um, safety who is, is fighting for his life, critical condition. One thing we haven't talked about here, Ash, unless you talked about it and, and I couldn't hear you is that Hamlin has a, a connection here to the UAlbany football program. Yeah. UAlbany played at Pitt in 2018. It was the season opener. Hamlin had an interception on the Great Danes opening drive near the pit goal line, you all was moving the ball and then Vincent Testaverde threw an interception that Hamlin returned 79 yards. And it was Saratoga Springs grad Griffin Clancy who eventually tracked him down and made the tackle. So there is a little bit of a connection yeah. here to DeMar Hamlin. Certainly people in the area remember you all playing that game may not remember that exact, uh, exact situation of, of an interception by him, but um, never seen anything like it. We can say yeah. never seen anything like it. All we can do is hope that, DeMar Hamlin is able to recover fully. Now, I said, I hope there's a, a pre-existing condition, Dr. Yeah. Spock. So my answer to that was that I think it's probable that it wasn't a pre-existing condition. I think they would tell you it was the impact of the hit. We've seen it in baseball. We've seen it in lacrosse, in yeah, children, right. where it you're causes right. that. Um, so that it's not, I don't want to say it's common because it's probably not common, but I don't think it's super rare. Uh, but I think... I don't know. I, I'm not sure if you're the family, if you want a pre-existing condition, I think you'd rather it be like a freak thing because maybe this kid, if he's confident and comfortable enough can go on to play an NFL career. You know what I mean? Like I, the chances of it happening again, probably aren't very good. Um, and I think there are adjustments like in lacrosse leagues, there are many lacrosse leagues that require chest protection specifically for that reason. Um, you can do it in baseball. There are ways to kind of, keep that from happening or try yeah. to curtail that from happening. Yeah. Whereas like a pre-existing condition is going to maybe eliminate your athletic career entirely. Um, so not that it's all about athletics, but I think for the health of the rest of his life, you kind of hope that it was a freak accident and, and it doesn't happen again. 
Yeah, just crazy, crazy stuff. Okay, so what does the NFL do about this? Because at the end of the day, as crass as it may sound, the NFL is a business and, and it will go on with or without Tamar Hamlin. So what does the NFL do here about this Bills-Bengals Monday night game? They still have not made a decision about whether or not to continue to play. And, and look, nothing would be better for the NFL right now going into week 18 than to have the Chiefs lose Saturday in, in Las Vegas. That solves all their problems. Right. Then Buffalo beats New England. We have our one seed. No big deal. It doesn't matter, yeah. That, that would make life easy on, on the NFL. Um, and here are the top seed scenarios, and there's a lot to digest here. There are so many things up in the air going into this final week of the NFL season. We've had NFL years where there's nothing left to be decided, and that yep. week 18 is kind of boring. There's nothing boring about the Saturday and Sunday we will get I mean, here. There's a lot going on 18. here. Right. So Kansas City clinches with a win and one Buffalo loss either to the Patriots or in the resumption of the game at Cincinnati. Either one would work for Kansas City as long as they win at Las Vegas Saturday afternoon. Buffalo clinches with two wins. That's assuming they will even play two games. Or a win at Cincinnati, again, assuming they resume that game, <laughs> and a Kansas City loss, or just, or just beat New England and get a couple losses and, and, and they yeah. automatically get it. Um, it. It's not an easy road here for, no. for Buffalo, but we knew it wouldn't be even going into that Monday nighter. Cincinnati has to win two games, again, assuming they play two, and get a Kansas City loss at Las Vegas. So, Right. A lot of this hinges on that game being played, though, and there's right. a, per, a, probably a pretty good chance that it's not. And again, I don't, I don't think a decision will come until the NFL sees what happens this weekend. That's right. I mean, whether Kansas or not loses, you have to play it, whether or not it affects the outcome. Right, yeah. Right. If Kansas City loses Saturday, the NFL can say, okay, we're not playing that game. If Kansas City wins, then you wait to see the result of the of the Bills game, because if they lose, then they're not going to get the one seed anyway. It's just there's there's a lot here to unpack. Yep. Um, you want simple? Here it is. <laughs> Titans and Jags. Winner gets the division, the AFC. Winner wins a bad division. Yes. Yes. I, I, I don't disagree with that. But doesn't Jacksonville look like a good football team right now? I think they look like a better football team. Yeah. Much about a good football team. You know, like yeah. if, if Jacksonville hosts the Chargers in a playoff game? Maybe. Decent chance to win that one. AFC North, simple two. Cincinnati clinches with a win against the Ravens. Or if they have to go back and play Buffalo. Or Buffalo. But they can they can end it all on Sunday. It's a one o'clock kick. Mm -hmm. uh, the seven C. There's still a lot out there in the AFC here too. Yeah. New England. It's simple. Win. They're in. That game is at Buffalo. Not so easy. So they if they lose, they need a little bit of help. They would then need Miami and Pittsburgh to lose as well, um, and Jacksonville to just win the division outright. That would save them a lot of stress right. as well. So they're. There are four teams in the hunt here for the seven seed, but you can think about it in a lot of ways as as three potentially mm -hmm. for that final spot. That's a lot, Ash. Yeah, going into the, <laughs> the last week game of the regular season of the season. Yeah, yeah. So no, I love. We've been in this scenario before, and I love the idea. I love when NBC gets to flex hmm. um, this game because it's so often we had it last year. Was it last year with those that crazy scenario with the Chargers and Raiders? Like we get. We always end up getting an important game flexed into that Sunday night game, um, and it 
And it's just great because you, of course, otherwise the ratings are going to be terrible, number one, but no one cares, number two. So it's great that they can flex that into the Sunday night game. Something important with meaning we're going to get your Packers and the Lions, which also is important. Yes, it's important, uh, potentially. We'll know by kickoff of that Sunday night game whether or not Detroit even needs to take the field, uh, which which creates some maybe competitive balance questions in terms of how the Lions handle a game that otherwise may not mean too much for them. We're going to get into the NFC side of things right after this on Honorado and Company. Again, other than the Giants locked into the sixth seed, there are a bunch of things up in the air in the NFC. Back right after this. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. So the one seed is still up in the air in the NFC. That means the two seed is still up in the air in the NFC. The three seed is undecided. Um, The four is done. That's Tampa Bay. The six is done. That's the Giants. But the Cowboys sit in the five spot, and they could win the division. They could move it. Okay. Uh, And then you have the seven seed, which is very much undecided as well. Race for the top spot. Philly clinches with a win. Simple. Yeah. San Fran clinches with a win and a Philly loss. Simple enough, considering everything else we just went through with the AFC. Oh, no doubt. Dallas can win and then needs some help from both the Eagles and the 49ers. But this is not overwhelming. There are three teams with a shot at the top seed. It feels like it'll be the Eagles. Why? Because the Giants have nothing to play for. Yeah. They've got the sixth seed. They know they have to play wild card weekend. Daniel Jones will not, and Saquon Barkley, they will not play this entire game. They'll play a little bit, but there's no way they're playing this entire game, especially Ash. And we'll get to this question in a second, the better matchup. But especially considering the fact that the Eagles have the best defensive line and pass rush in football, there's no way Brian Dable is letting Daniel Jones hang out for more than a half. My thought is it's a quarter at most. Yeah, and this this is where it becomes difficult. As I was making my picks, I kept talking out loud, and I'm like, uh, do these guys have anything to play for? Nope. All right, do these guys? Yeah. So, you know, that all weighs into how you think these games are going to go because while the spread on the Giants-Eagles game was big, it's like, well, one has nothing to play for. The Eagles technically, I get it, they want home field, but if Jalen Hurts is still hurt, you don't play him, maybe that changes things as well. So yeah, what do, you do? what do you do if you're the Eagles? Do you, if if Hertz says, you know, I'm I'm 90. Um, I, I would I would if this is an important game, then I I need to play. If he doesn't say he's 100, percent I don't play him. Okay. Until we get to the playoffs, if he's 90 percent in the playoffs, then yeah, you play him. Who would you rather see if you're the Giants? Now, as the sixth seed, they're currently lined up to play at Minnesota. If the Niners somehow don't beat Arizona. Uh, and the Vikings beat the Bears, then the Giants go to San Francisco. Who would you rather play? The Vikings. Yeah, right? It's an e- that's an easy answer for me, and maybe it blows up 
in my face, but the Niners in the playoffs are just a little bit of a different beast. And I know they don't have Trey Lance. They don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, but Brock Purdy has done just fine for them. Their defense is phenomenal. Um, I'll take my chances with Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, who, oh, by the way, had a difficult time. I mean, they got embarrassed by your Packers. Absolutely embarrassed. After Jair Alexander went out and ran his mouth, and we were like, oh, that's not a good idea. Well, and then he backed it up. So it's possible to lock those guys down. I've said it all year long. For some reason, I just have trouble getting not on the Vikings bandwagon because that's not what I'm doing anyway, but yeah. like really believing that the Vikings are a top three or four team in this league. Yeah. And, and here's another way to look at it too. If you're a giants fan um, because of the New York media market, mm-hmm. there's no way they're playing this game Sunday, one o'clock. Now, as I say that, of course the schedule it that way, but there's just no way the, the NFL or the network you had CBS, Fox, and NBC who are going to divvy, divvy this thing up. There's no way that the Giants and the New York media market land at 1 o'clock on Sunday when you have three primetime opportunities. you got a Saturday night game, a Sunday night game, and a Monday night game Wild Card weekend. Hmm. So that Giants game is going to be in more of a prime slot. And you know where I'm getting with this. When Kirk Cousins doesn't play at 1 o'clock, it's pretty ugly. I mean, the numbers are the numbers. I, I understand it has, it's, you know, it's circumstantial. It isn't. There, there's something about yeah. this. When Cousins doesn't play at one o'clock, it's ugly. And so and he has whether to sit it's around and wait all day, who knows what yeah, the reason is. Yeah, whether it's 4.30 on Sunday, whether it's one of those night games, Saturday, Sunday, or Monday night, the Giants have kind of that already built-in psychological Right. advantage right whether cousins believes it or not he's heard enough about it that you start to somewhere in the back of your mind believe maybe why why you or you start to wonder why do i struggle in these spots and that maybe affects the play so i'm with you it's minnesota all the way if you're a giants fan you'd rather take on the vikings who have won the nfc north and the niners who yes I'll leave the won. niners to your packers yeah and that's that's the problem i want green bay in but i know where they'd have to go and that has not worked well for Aaron Rodgers, whether he plays them at home or on the road against San Francisco. But wouldn't this be the year? Wouldn't you, this be the year? The yeah. year they doesn't that, and there's no question they don't belong in the playoffs. There's no question this is one of their least talent. They're not. They're not. They're not, not talented. But yeah, they just haven't put it together. Correct. Uh, most disjointed season mm-hmm. that I've seen in a long time. Wouldn't this be the year that they would find a way? But we've said this, like we said, you know what? You get in and you take your chance. Like if that's the only option, in or not in, and your yeah. in is San Francisco, let's go. Yeah, I will. I will get no sleep next week. Packers Sunday night, College Football National Championship Monday night. We'll get to that in a moment. I, I will get no sleep next week. Okay. So here's the seven seat scenario: Green Bay win and you're in. Doesn't matter what Seattle does earlier in the day, and yet you're playing Detroit. Win and you are in. Seattle clinches with a win. It's a 425 game on Sunday and a Green Bay loss. Detroit, this is where it gets interesting here. We'll hash this out just out very quickly. They need Seattle to lose at 425 in order for that night game at Green Bay to even matter for them. So I wonder if you're the Lions and you know you've been eliminated before that game even kicks off, are you playing Jared Goff the entire game? Are you playing... Uh, DeAndre Swift, the entire game. Jamal Williams is going to be a free agent. He can go out and play the. Amon Ross St. Brown is he playing the? 
are you risking injury to some of your star players in a game that, for, I'm sorry, just doesn't matter? Yeah, we've seen this before sometimes, and different teams, I think, would probably have different philosophies, but you can keep the Packers out of the playoffs, correct? You, With you, a win, despite... Yes. So, like, you can you can still yes. affect the yes. playoff picture. So by, like, mailing it in, you would basically be letting the Packers walk into the playoffs. There are so many teams out there who just don't want to do that, regardless of whether or not they can get in. So I think there's that. And, and if I know, I don't know Dan Campbell, but if I have a feeling for Dan Campbell, yeah. it's going to be that they're going to try to keep the Packers out of the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I'm, I'm playing it out just, you know, tongue in cheek here. Um, but um, remember, was it two years ago where Philly didn't play their guys and Washington won and it kept the Giants out? Doug Peterson got fired. Philly yeah. was already out. Yeah. They didn't play their guys. Right. Washington wins the game. That eliminates the Giants. It was a and that that created such a stir mm -hmm. around the league about competitive balance. And so I I'm sure, I'm sure somebody got into Dan Campbell's ear from the league office and said, just so you guys are aware, even if you're eliminated before the game, we will be watching to see how you handle the situation. And Nick Madalone said it building a winning culture. You talked about Dan Campbell's intensity. There's no way he's just going to mail one in. I I, I know that. Um, but if it weren't Campbell, if it weren't the Lions who have had a really right. nice season, you'd kind of wonder. Yeah. You'd kinda, if, it, if it were the Packers, they wouldn't be playing Aaron Rodgers. No, they're playing he's Jordan injured. Love. You know, he's, yeah. he's banged up beat Jordan Love. It'd yeah. be Jordan Love. So it's kind of interesting. And that's fair. Sam says should be rooting for Seattle to win. So nothing's on the line for Detroit. Yeah. Yeah, unless the unless the the wounded, nearly dead dog really scares you in Detroit, that like, hey, we've got nothing to play for. They start going for two point conversions. They start going on fourth downs from their own thirty. You know what I mean? It, it just okay. it could be a very you'd almost have rather have the team that's tight and feeling the pressure to get into the playoffs. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know. I don't know what it does. Yeah, I think they're. I think Detroit will end up playing either way. Yeah. Okay. So a lot there uh, in week 18. One last NFL note here. We've got our pick, pick six vodka pick them still to come here. Mm -hmm. Derek Carr is out in Las Vegas. There's no way he takes it, another snap. I can't remember anything quite like this in a very long time. Underachieving season as a team. He has struggled. What's interesting, though, is that Devontae Adams, he's the best receiver in football. And I know he doesn't have Tyreek Hill's speed and he doesn't have DK Metcalf's size. He's the best receiver in football. He leads the NFL in touchdown catches, 14 of them, on a team that has benched its quarterback and has said, please stay away. We don't want you near the facility anymore, okay? And he has a franchise record in receiving yards, a record that Tim Brown held. So, In his first year in Vegas. First year in Vegas, a team that, that is struggling mightily, and he has churned out those – Types of numbers. He's the best receiver in football. So who replaces Carr in Vegas? Because we've heard the names Jimmy Garoppolo and yeah. Tom Brady. Either one of those fit for you? I, I feel less like it's going to be Brady. And to be honest with you, after this season, I know they're going to be a playoff team. But after what I've seen this season from Brady, do you want a soon-to-be 46-year-old quarterback? It's 46, right? Soon-to-be 46-year-old quarterback 
Like it, it would be basically like what the the Bucks did, and we're like, we're gonna take a flyer. It's a one year thing. Let's see if we can win a Super Bowl with them. Yeah. I, but I just don't. That team's not good enough to win a Super Bowl, even with a good Tom Brady, let alone a bad Tom Brady. Could it be Aaron Rodgers? I'd take Rodgers over Brady. Well, of course. Um, well, I you say, say that like most. I say, of course, like like Rodgers is having some stellar year, and yeah. Brady is top five in passing yards in the league. Um, that one's interesting to me. The, the The issue is people say, oh, yeah, just trade him to Vegas and get picks. The salary cap hit is the issue with Rodgers' contract. To just trade him, it's such a massive hit to the salary cap. It just really doesn't make sense. And honestly, Ash, you Derek know this. Derek Carr has a big contract too, right? I mean, it's yeah, not I, Aaron Rodgers' money. but Yeah, and the guarantees are off it. I'm sure he's beyond. Um, the other side of this is Green Bay doesn't know what they have in Jordan Love. You, you can't. You can't. But this is, this is a – situation to watch yeah for sure uh sam says the jets have to get jimmy g jets presumably need a quarterback unless they're going to ride with mike white um sam says the problem is the coach too yeah okay how about this one lamar jackson he's a free agent now baltimore i i mean i know he's injured and this yeah. isn't the first injury where he's missed multiple games in a season, but you have to assume they'll franchise tag him if they can't get a deal done. Uh, wouldn't that be something if Lamar Jackson were traded somehow? Um, but there are there are a few spots. There always are a few spots yep. where there will be quarterback needs. And I wonder if like Seattle rides with Geno Smith, despite the success they've had this year, do they look for a, a more of a long-term answer? They're, they're I mean, going Jimmy G's going somewhere, right? He has to. Nobody wanted him, but then he went in and played. We've talked about this before. He was big team guy, great teammate, went in and succeeded um, at a very high level and has them in the position that they are currently in. And now they're leaning on a rookie in in Brock Purdy, um, who maybe he's the franchise quarterback. Maybe it's not Trey Lance, but I'm sure they're going to give it back to Trey Lance. Jimmy G's got it. Somebody has to want Jimmy G. You have to take a chance on that guy. Amanda says Washington. They need a quarterback. Carolina Unless needs. Sam Howell is the answer. Yeah, maybe Carolina needs a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Tampa may may be in need of a quarterback. What's Miami's situation with Tua and the concussion history there? Yeah. Uh, boy, it's always a wild time to yeah, be an NFL fan, it. isn't it? I, I mean, it. we've got the playoffs around the corner, and we're already talking about who's playing quarterback. For what team next season? All right, the pick six vodka NFL pick them still to come. The Red Sox give out the biggest contract Ooh. ever, ever to a third baseman. Why did they choose Rafael Devers over Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts? That's next on Honorado and Company. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions. 
and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Ash, Georgetown basketball has set a very dubious record. We'll talk about Patrick Ewing's standing at his alma mater as the head coach, as the Hoyas have lost now 25 straight Big East games. Is Ewing done at his alma mater? We'll get into that. This is why we always say it's so hard to hire somebody that is like a legend at the school because ultimately this is what can happen and And a lot of times does happen usually happens yeah we got the performance industrial dirty difficult done still to come on the show as well uh red sox gave rafael devers 11 years 331 million dollars the money is crazy he's 26 years old um he has averaged 32 home runs and 100 rbis over the last two seasons he's a stud absolute stud 100 percent in 2019, he led all of baseball in total bases. So the dude's OPS is through the roof with home runs, doubles especially. Um, why it it had to be done? I'm going to ask you why they do it. Because they had to. They had yeah, to I mean, they need someone. someone to be the cornerstone of that franchise. And it's, and I think Devers is a good guy to, to be that person. No doubt. And I would take him over Bogarts. But why did the Red Sox not see the value in, in see this value in Mookie Betts? I have no idea because of, of any of those three who you mentioned, Betts, Bogarts, Endeavors. I'm giving all the money to Mookie Betts. He is arguably a top three player in this league. He to me, it's just so smooth. He's a fantastic outfielder. He's, I always say he's basically like a hit every time he gets up. It feels like he can run the bases. He can do it all. That guy for pound for pound is the best player in major league baseball. Um, But yeah, I love that guy. And Bogarts, I'm good letting him walk. They have story, obviously, who could play multiple positions, but now they're out of options. Like they've now let bets go. They've let Bogarts go. Yeah. What else can you do? You have to have someone who's going to be your guy. So they had to throw the money at, Rafael Devers because they need somebody to play who is an all-star, a stud. He's the only guy you got left. And JD he knew Martinez it. left. Like yeah. you're Yeah. And and Devers knew it. Devers' agent knew it. De- they knew right. they the Red Sox had painted themselves into the corner because mm-hmm. they said publicly our top priority is keeping Rafael Devers. And I, I don't I don't dislike when a team says that, something yeah. nice about one of their players, but they had created this situation where Devers knew I'm in. For a because whatever I ask for, they all the power to me, right? So, three thirty three million dollars a year to Rafael Devers signed through the 2033 season. So, in in an off season of 300 plus million dollar contracts, here is another making it what a handful or so of of those. Yeah, and I think the beauty of this is, and somebody else maybe I saw a tweet about it is like at least this gives you the ability to build around him. Like maybe it's not this year, but he's obviously on a long-term contract. If you can go get somebody next year or the year after and start to build that team back up, because they were getting old in terms of like a guy like JD Martinez, Mm -hmm. Trevor Story's not super young. Mm -hmm. They were getting a little bit on the older side. 
well, now maybe this helps kind of invigorate the youth movement or encourages them to sign big money guys later on. But but they're probably not going to be very good next year. Yeah, so. they're, they're still last place in that division, aren't they? Yes. Oh, uh, well, not Baltimore. I mean. Okay. Baltimore's on the rise. Yeah, I, I know they're on the rise, but I still don't imagine that they'll be better than the Red Sox. Okay, here we go. And now your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Holly and Serge and Siobhan and the great team at Saratoga Courage Distillery with us each and every single week here on Honorado and Company, even outside of the NFL season. But they bring you the Pick 6 Vodka Pick'em each and every single week. Ash, how are we doing? Well, we we had the same exact picks last week, so we knew we'd both be either good, bad, or whatever, but we knew we'd be the same, and we were both bad. Yeah, again, only five games. We did have the Monday nighter between Cincinnati and Buffalo on the sheet. Um, Obviously, that wasn't completed. So five out of the six here. There was a time, and not that long ago, that I was over 500 for the season, Mm which will tell you how my last month or so has gone not pretty. So one game separates us going into the final week of the Pick Six Vodka Pick'em, week 18. As you have a one game lead on me, 48 and 53, as we go into uh, this final week. All right, our first game is a Saturday nighter. I'm excited for this game. I know yeah. Tennessee is not great, I mean, and I know they're, and they're under starting the Dobbs, third quarterback of the season. I get it. But anytime you give me a game, that is winner take all. I don't care how bad the two teams are. No, me, me neither. 0 and 16 mm-hmm. to this point. And I would watch it and I'd watch it intently. So I plan to do exactly that Saturday night. Yeah. Titans, Jags, Jacksonville, nearly a touchdown favorite at home. They're playing good football. Who saw this coming? Neil Ostano. He said he told me he, t- he put two bucks on the Jaguars to win the division over the summer. I don't know what the heck it'll pay, but it, it, the two bucks will turn into. I mean, should have put 10. I know. He, he said they should have put 20. Should have put, Well, of course, in hindsight, yes. But yes. who thought this was coming? I don't know, you, but two bucks. You I'm both like Jacksonville. Him. I'm going to get on him for that. Yeah, Jacksonville. With You know, it's not Ryan Tannehill. It's the Jags who are, we, we talked about it, a much better team. I, I still like the Jags by a touchdown. Yeah, and it's fun to see Trevor Lawrence grow. He's playing – Really and you're playing well. in Jacksonville, one of the you first meaningful do. games since yeah. I, I was going to say Mark Brunel. I know they played at least a couple with uh, Bortles. Yeah, with, with Bortles. Blake Bortles. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's true. Uh, Patriots Bills here. Um, you know, Buffalo needs it. That's yeah. that's kind of what we know here. New England needs it. So again, here's another gotta have it kind of game. And we both like Buffalo, and that's more than a touchdown we're going to give New England, huh? Yeah, this for me, this number, the numbers have been huge on Buffalo all season long. This one yes. wasn't so huge that I shied away from it. Um, I figured, you know, eight points is you can you can get a touchdown and two-point conversion or touchdown and a field goal. So, yeah, for me, they should play inspired football. Both teams should be very good, but they've got a reason to go out there and win, um, to win for DeMar. So for me, it's the Bills. Yes. No matter what change, well, I mean, in Wes, it, Wesson, 
unless something changes dramatically for the worse with DeMar Hamlin ahead of this game, um, that will be that will be difficult for the Bills players to handle. However, yeah. if, if it stays status quo or it improves, look the heck out for Buffalo in this game and the game after that and the game after that and the game. After, like if, if you have a sports, I mean, throw a little on Buffalo to win the Super Bowl right now. Because so many times a team, or they're like plus 420, I think I saw this morning. So many times a, a team finds inspiration through tragedy. Mm-hmm. And and I feel that coming Sunday with the Bills against the Patriots. And I feel it coming beyond that for this Bills team. Especially so, in Buffalo, it's going to be, oh, I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It's going to be unbelievable. The pregame stuff. Yep. I'm sure the chanting during the game, throughout the stadium. And listen, Buffalo's had a hard go of it. Like, we talked about it. A storm killed 40-plus people, yes, the blizzard. Like, there, it's been – it hasn't been sunshine and rainbows in Buffalo for a very long time, for four to six weeks. So, it's been a tough go of it. But this is the perfect city for a fan base to rally. It, it, it couldn't have happened – not to a better city in terms of like, but a city that yes. is just kind of built for this. The city of neighbors is built to rally around teams, to rally around people. They're good people. Uh, I'm feeling it. I love, I just, it again, gives me chills. Is that the city's nickname? The city of neighbors? I believe it's the, it's the city of neighbors or city of good neighbors. Wow. I forget which. That's I what, at least what people have been saying in the news. So I assume it's like a real thing. I don't know. I love that. Okay. And 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 how much money to DeMar Hamlin's uh charity? Not We're over six. But all over. I mean, almost seven million dollars. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. And a lot of that is from the outside too. Yep. Generally sure. it's inspired by Buffalo fans, and that's what started it, but everybody's jumped on, which is really cool. Yep. Jets are done. We know that. Dolphins are not at eight and eight. They have a chance to still get into the postseason as the seventh seed in the AFC. Um, it'll be Teddy. And I don't think it's going to be Teddy actually. Tua back. No, I don't. I think it's, they signed like Mike Lennon, but Tua has a dislocated pinky or something. So Uh, I'm not sure. uh, Sorry. uh, Teddy does. So I'm not sure it's going to be Teddy, but either way, the Dolphins have something to play for. The Jets do not. Whoever plays at quarterback for either team, I'm going to go with the team that has something to play for. Yeah, Skyler Thompson finished up the game uh, on Sunday when Bridgewater left with the injury. Okay, we're, we're both taking the – and this number has moved okay. uh, to the Jets' side. It's like a point now. Yeah. We had it even when we had these graphics made by we'll our incredibly talented guy, John Conlon. We'll leave it even here, and 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 honestly, that's a, a more of a handicap to us to leave it at even while we're taking Miami when they – The Giants have nothing to play for. But – but the number's too big. Too big. No Jalen Hurts, the number's too big. Too big. I'm <laughs> with you. I, I will take the Giants with backups to keep it within two touchdowns. Like, come on, guys. You're still a playoff team. You, you don't – also, if I'm the coach, if I'm Brian, I don't want to get my tail licked um, going into the postseason. Like, mm-hmm. that is not the tone yeah, I want in my I building. always say that's like a really bad feeling, and a, it just gives people a really bad vibe. It's not a good place to be. Yeah, and I don't care if it's the backups or not. Mm-hmm. Like, the guys on my 53-man roster need to be good enough to keep this thing within a couple of touchdowns against a, against a division rival. The Cowboys have some things to play for here, and yet they don't. And 
they will play at the same time as the Giants and Eagles, so there will be nothing predetermined for Dallas before right. kickoff here. But if the Cowboys said we're not going to play Dak and Zeke and Pollard and Parsons for the entire game, if it's hey, we'll play it for a half and see where we are at halftime and decide from that, that won't shock me. But I still think Dallas here. Who the heck's playing quarterback for Washington? Sam uh, give Howell. me the Cowboys. Yeah, I know. Sam Howell. I know. So yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys too. It's less than a touchdown. I'm taking the Cowboys. Yeah, they Howell. have things to play for, but they don't have to play for. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. in no matter what. But if they want to play for the division, that you know, it's it's kind of a weird. My guess is all those guys play. Howell, talented guy yeah. from North Carolina, been inactive all year. Going to get his first crack. Go, go get him, kid. All right, Sunday nighter. We always pick the Sunday night game. So we've had the same pick <laughs> each game up until this point. I, I can't. I can't. I mean, people, I know, but I can't. Even if I even if I don't believe it with all of my heart, I cannot go against my Packers here Sunday night with a with a chance to go to the playoffs. I just can't do it. I don't blame you. And to be totally honest, Chris until now has never replied all to the email where he sends in his picks. Well, guess what? He did. So when I was making my picks, our picks were going to be exactly the same. And I knew that. And I said, I'm not making the same picks as you because then I knew I would win the regular season. If we went in with the same picks, I would win the regular season. We're not doing it that way. I'm going to pick the lions just so we can be different and I can win it outright fair and square or lose it. And then we end up tied, whatever. But some people would have said that would have been good strategy on your part to play it right down the middle, the same picks. That way you know you can't lose. I know, but it's not – I don't like it. That feels dirty. It's feels like fouling when you're up unfair. three with, you know, a few seconds left. Yeah, it feels unfair. So I went – I don't want the Lions to win. I, I said I hope the Packers kick a game-winning field goal so that I still win here. But either way, I'm happy to lose. It's fine. But I wanted to win fairly. I didn't want it to be a, like a weird thing. Yeah, okay. I can respect that. Um, all right. So here we go. Every single game except the last one. So we will certainly, in terms of we our season of standings, have a close eye on that Sunday nighter. You know I will be watching intently, rooting yep. for Green Bay uh, Sunday night against the Detroit Lions. Here is a quick recap, Ash, of how our guests yep. did this season. We've got Heine Thompson ready to go from the Albany Firewolves. He's coming up very shortly. Uh, this is, again, alternating local nonprofits who we hope to benefit at the end of the year, as well as our local business partners on the show. Yep. Underwhelming first board here, four and two, the group from High Five Sports, Jody we and Chris. We take Eves. four and two every day, Chris. Putting that number up, that is very true. But then pick six, Vodka, the team from pick six, had a perfect week at 6-0. and oh, And then slide to the bottom of the board, and you find our winner of our local nonprofits, John Sumter from Creative Connections Clubhouse in Amsterdam. He was 5-0. and oh. Even without that sixth game, he still wrapped it up as the winning nonprofit. Yep. Five and, and, and he had the bills. And he had the Bills Monday night. Um, yep. He could have had a perfect week, as you said. Even either way, five and one would have been good enough for him to uh, to take it home. So, congrats to John Sumter, Creative Clubhouse Connection, Last Creative week, Connections getting Clubhouse it done. in Amsterdam, our winner uh, this season from the local nonprofit group. All right, the Albany Firewolves are hoping to get a victory on Saturday night uh, back home and uh, and taking on Halifax. We're going to talk with. 
Hina Thompson coming up right after this on Honorado and Company. Hang out, everybody. Back in 30 seconds. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team invites you to join us on Saturday, January 7th for our Military Appreciation Night. Come witness our epic showdown against the Halifax Thunderbirds at 7 p.m. at the MVP Arena in Albany. Get your tickets now at albanyfirewolves.com. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Okay, Ash, you'll be back on the sidelines for this game Saturday night uh, against Halifax, the Albany Firewolves at one and one. And this is a segment we love doing each and every single week here on Honorado and Company. We call it Follow the Pack with the Albany Firewolves as we're now just a few games into this National Cross League season. Our guest here on Honorado and Company is Heine Thompson from the Firewolves. Heine, man, it's good to see you. It's Chris and Ashley. How are you, buddy? Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, glad to be here. How are the holidays, Heine? I know this is such a weird time because you guys, there were very few games over the holidays. You guys <laughs> were not one of them. You basically just work out on your own for two weeks and then dive back into it, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a little tough having uh, – we had a tough beginning of the schedule. We're game on by weekend, game on, and then we got two weeks off, and we just got to stay ready, stay prepared for uh, our next game that's coming up weekend. All right, I was going to ask you about your golf game, but I'm going to ask you instead about how you – stay locked in because clearly you like Ashley and I have talked about it, but you've noticed it that it's a little uh, inconsistent and maybe even disruptive the way the schedule has played out early on for you guys. Is that something you, you've talked about as a team? Uh, has coach Clark brought that up? Like, Hey guys, we still need to find a way to be focused and locked in here. Or is that something personally you've just been aware of and, and you know, my emphasis needs to be on, on staying in this thing. Um, a little bit of both. It's been brought up by the coaching staff and everyone. Um, it's tough having making a schedule during the holiday season, but um, it's just it's just us as professionals just have wanting and having to stay ready. Um, we got two weeks off and we got a big game coming up. So I t I took it personally and I and I'm gotten some I did some conditioning, did a lot of running. So uh, should be exciting. Should be I'll be ready to go. Honey, you got a big game. The, the Halifax, I think, is one of the surprises of the season. You see it here live Saturday. That will be on my four as well as ESPN Plus, so you can catch it on our sister station. But this is a Thunderbirds team that I think has surprised a few people coming out. They've added a guy like Ryan Vanesh, who played in Albany last year. Um, they've added a guy like Randy Stotts, who hadn't played in a 1,000 games. Uh, and and their offense looks a lot different. This is a team in the first two games that averaged like 19 goals a game. What is the matchup like for you guys? This is obviously you guys all kind of play against one another or with one another through the years. What is this team going to kind of present for you guys? The challenges? Yeah, they're they're very good. Uh, they're a very good team. Offensive, defensively, they've come a long way. They brought a lot of guys over core from uh, Rochester where they came from, but um, they always had a lot of guys that. Um, have played together for a long time, and then they bring guys in like that, Ryan Banesh, Randy Stats. So they're very good. Um, I trust our defense. Our defense has uh, been playing really good, keeping um, some uh, 
teams down to some low scoring, but um, we do got to find a way to come out at, at a <laughs> halftime. We've struggled a little bit with that, but um, we got some game plans ready to go. So hopefully we come out firing out of that halftime. Uh, you've played in Buffalo, honey. You've played in Georgia. You're now first season in Albany. Um, this is uh, an area that certainly you know well, but it also knows your brothers very well. You're you're from not far from here, <clears throat> Indiana Nation. Um, I want to ask you about the golf game, though, man, because I saw that you have this great foundation, which I've read about, the nonprofit called For the Future Foundation, and you guys have golf tournaments to raise money. And I say you guys, your brothers, Lyle, Miles, and Jeremy, um, you have lacrosse clinics and camps to raise money as well to help with uh, the youth in terms of their active lifestyles and, and pursuing a healthy environment. Um, how's the golf game? And then we'll talk about the foundation. <laughs> I'm missing it right now. We got some snow up here. I'm up in uh, right on the border of Canada, so I don't get to golf all year round. But uh, golf game's uh, strong. Um, getting into my low handicap, so. Nice. You got to take advantage, Heine. There's some places in Albany. You've got like it's called the Bunker. It's some indoor simulated mm. golf stuff. It's good stuff. We should. Uh, you got to check it out next time you're down here. For I know you don't stay very long. Extended time. You can work on your golf game in the winter. Yes. My, yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of simulators, but uh, I might have to check them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Cool. But uh, yeah, our foundation. Um, we've done. We we did our set, second annual uh, golf tournament this past summer in Syracuse. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's, we're, we're using it to help raise money to, um, help these underserved communities where get, get sticks in kids' hands and get them playing this beautiful game that I I've grown up loving my whole life. So that's, that's the goal, whole goal of the, the foundation. And, um, so far so good. It is for the future foundation.org. You've brought out some heavy hitters in the past. Nota Begay. Uh, an NBC analyst now, but a, a great PGA player in his day as well. So um, congrats to all you guys, what you guys have done so far with this foundation. My first job was in Watertown, New York, kind of. So I have a general idea of where you may be, as you say, you're located along the Canadian border, the Aquasasne <laughs> Nation, Messina, New yeah. York. Uh, if you're in that area, I, I know it well, for sure. Uh, again, the game is Saturday night, guys, seven o'clock. Go to MVP Arena. If you can't, watch it on my four or ESPN Plus. Heine Thompson, man, thank you for the time. Thank you. Thanks thank so much, Heine. Great to have Heine with us here, Ash, and uh, and good luck Big to him game. the rest of the way here on this season. Yeah, how yeah, He's had a great start, too. Four goals in two games. So He's like his brothers, and I hate to say that because he probably hates hearing it. They're point machines. I mean, they're point machines. Lacrosse savants. His production in Georgia and Buffalo, and in the playoffs especially, yep. he's reading yep. about his playoff production. I mean, it's through the – Get these guys on the field. They they find a way to to we have a Thompsons, great right? impact on on the uh, the game offensively. We can't let this one go by before we say goodbye. So we won't. We got to do our triple D too. And we're going to college All football right. national championship. It's TCU. It's Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> this number is shrinking. It opened at fourteen yeah. and a half. It's now twelve and a half for Georgia. Who are you taking? You got it at thirteen and a half, right? Well, I, I'm taking I TCU it. to cover. Okay, I've got TCU outright. Woo! Um, I've got TCU to cover. I'm not so sure they'll win, but I didn't think they would win against Michigan, and we saw an unbelievable game 
I'm going to be cheering for the Frogs. I should be clear. I'll be cheering for TCU as well. My wallet has TCU outright. <laughs> My mind has Georgia. Georgia. And I okay. think maybe bigger than this number you're looking at on the screen. Either way, it should go over. That yeah. I feel pretty confident about is yeah. that if, if you want an angle here, it should go over. And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Bill Miller, his incredible team at Performance Industrial, bringing us this segment each and every week. And Ash, you're right in line with it here. Yeah, listen, I'm not sure that this is kind of going out on a limb, or maybe it is, and I'm going to look like a total idiot in a year or two. But my dirty difficult done is that Alabama's reign is done in college football. This is a team that's won five of the last 11 national championships, three of the eight college football playoffs since it's been in existence. And maybe it's even dumber because, oh, by the way, Alabama has the number one recruiting class in college football next year. So maybe that doesn't sound so good on my part, but college football, the parody is on the rise. We've seen, I mean, this program from TCU has had a total turnaround in one season. Teams like Tennessee, teams like USC. These are teams that have totally flipped their programs in a very short period of time. And the parody is just so good. And oh, by the way, Georgia could win back-to-back national championships. And they've got like the second best recruiting class in the country. So I just think that there are so many teams on the rise. Maybe they win another in a few years. But there are going to be a lot of different national champs coming up here, I think, in the next five. All right. Bad planning on my part because I don't have enough time to unpack everything we're going to talk about here. But Greg Berhalter has been in the news because Danielle Reyna, who is the wife of former U.S. Captain Claudio Reyna and mother of Gio Reyna, threw Berhalter under the bus because she didn't like the way he talked about her son. And Berhalter admitted to kicking his wife this is forever ago, when they were 18 years old, they are now married 25 years later, kicking his wife in the legs after a fight at a bar where they had a little too much to drink is what Burhalter said. Danielle didn't like the way Greg talked about her son, Gio, even though he never mentioned Gio by name. And it is admitted that she took this information about Burhalter to the soccer committee because she didn't like what he had to say about her son. It is an absolute mess. You cannot be, okay, you cannot be the mom of a professional athlete standing up for your kid this way. You just can't. 